Hi, I'm Josh Van Berkel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. So we talked about three purposes of prayer. Number one, we talked about relationship, right? When we pray, it builds our relationship with God. Number two, it's transformation. It transforms us personally. And then number three, power. It releases God's supernatural power. So relationship, transformation, and power are the three main purposes of prayer. So we know what prayer is. It's connecting with God. We know why we pray. We pray to build our relationship. We pray to be transformed from the inside out. And we pray to release God's power on uh, the earth. And so today we're going to look very quickly on personalities and prayer. And so this is all based on a book called Sacred Pathways by a guy called Gary Thomas. And there's three kind of big key ideas in this book, but I recommend if you've got the time to grab it and read it. It's fascinating. But his three big ideas, which you've got on the top of your page, is that we all have spiritual temperaments just as we have personal temperaments, right? How many people know that there are introverts and extroverts, right? There's what's called intellectuals and emotionals. Uh, You know, there are all sorts of different personality tests that you can do because we all recognize that we're all different people, right? We've all got different personalities. Some of us are very outgoing. Some of us are very reserved. Some of us are very loud. Some of us are very quiet. This is not new information, right? We have different personalities, all right? The Bible, this is another key thought, is filled with people who related to God differently. So we can see that the way that David related to God was very much through worship. That was unique to David. When Moses related to God, he related as what we would call an activist. He was very much leading people. He was against injustice. He was freeing people from slavery. He was a doer, right? He was always doing stuff. Abraham was someone who built altars. Every time Abraham has a connection with God, he's like, let's build an altar here. Let's pile up the stones. Surely God was in this place and I didn't even know it or whatever it might be. So he was constantly relating to God through building altars, through sacrifice and stuff like that. And so the big idea that Uh, this guy's talking about, Gary Thomas is talking about, is look, you wouldn't apply the same spiritual remedy to every Christian in the same way that you don't apply uh, the same prescription for every patient, right? We've all got different personalities, and so to try and say to every single person here, this is how you connect with God, is crazy, right? And so what he's done, and if you go, we don't have time to go through it today, but all of this stuff has scriptural backing. He's got scriptural backing for every single one of these different uh, temperaments, as he calls them. And if you want to grab the book and read through them, then you can. He also has a lot of um, things to be careful of as well. If you've got a particular temperament, he'll say, hey, these are some of the areas that you might need to watch out for. But what we're going to do very quickly for the next five minutes is just run through these nine spiritual temperaments and then give you a chance to have a chat in your groups around what is standing out to you, okay? So the first one is what we call naturalists. Okay, now for some of you, as we roll through, some light bulbs will go off. Naturalists experience God best out in nature and in his world. You feel closest to God when you're on a hike or you're by a river or you're just outside. Okay, and then what I've added in there is like a to-do. So this is something, if you relate to God this way, here's something that you can start doing. Take your Bible outside and read it there. Something as uh, simple as reading your Bible outside rather than inside, if you're a naturalist, actually opens up God's Word in a new and exciting way. Something simple as that, right? Uh, Go for a walk and focus your thoughts on God and His creation. That's something else, all right? Uh, Another type of person is what we call sensates. Sensates appreciate beauty. They appreciate art and music. You feel closest to God when you're listening to music, you're working with your hands, uh, you're appreciating art or photography, 
And so what you need to do is understand that you have a role as an artist that points to God, and you want to bring and look for opportunities to bring creativity into your daily life. If you're a musician, uh, write your own worship songs. You know, these are people that we would say are kinetic learners, right? So they don't learn visually, they don't learn audibly, but they need to get their hands involved in things and draw and paint and sculpt and mold. And you can even identify that in your children's lives very early on. Um, A third type is what we call traditionalists. So traditionalists are people that are drawn to God through ritual, symbol, and sacrifice. If you're someone that says, we should be doing communion every Sunday, then chances are you relate to God through, maybe you don't have that grumpy voice, but you relate to God that way. Like You, you love communion. You're like, when it comes to Easter, we should be doing Passover Sunday. We should be doing Easter Friday. We should be doing a good Friday service. Like We should be doing, what do we do? Passover dinner. Like If, if that's really important to you, then chances are you may be... Um, uh, traditionalist, you feel closest to God when you've got something tangible to do. You're taking communion, you know, you're very good at reading your Bible, that kind of stuff. So what you want to do is you want to make prayer a priority, because oftentimes when you're a traditionalist, you can get sidetracked by doing stuff. You want to find ways to incorporate tradition and rituals into your life. Listen, I know people, not personally, but I've, I know of people that will take communion every morning. Like, they're just, it's so important to them. They take it every morning. Um, and learn about tradition and rituals in the Bible. Like, jump into the Bible and go, okay, you know, what are some of the different rituals and traditions that the Bible actually encourages us to do? Like, for example, uh, communion. Uh, the fourth type is what we call activists. And so if you're an activist, then you love to be part of a social or evangelistic cause. Uh, and you feel closest to God when you're taking faith risks and, and you actually look to grow in him and grow more dependent on him while striving for justice and against evil, right? So if you're someone that just gets super fired up about political things or right and wrong or justice or injustice, it could be that you are what we call an activist. And so what you need to do is discover why justice is so important to God. Why has God made you this way? And you want to start learning how to incorporate Jesus into your activism, Okay? even inserting him into the conversation that you're having with fellow activists. Aesthetics, number five. Uh, We're burning through these really quick, but... So aesthetics need quiet solitude and simplicity to feel close to God. You feel closest to God when you are on your own and you are away from distractions. This is something that I identify with quite strongly. Okay, so what you want to do is follow Jesus' example of pursuing solitude. It's something we see him model in the Bible all the time. Often will just get away on his own, by himself. And you want to simplify your life by removing extra activities. Listen, if you're an ascetic, one of the most common techniques of the enemy to uh, unplug you from God is to fill your life up with stuff that doesn't matter. Um, if you find that you're just watching too much television or doing too much of this or too much of that, it could be that that's a technique of the enemy to try and move you off course. You want to pursue simple and pure devotion. And number six is caregivers. Uh, a lot of you will connect with this one. You love God best by loving people and you feel closest to God by serving the poor, for example, hosting people in your home. Uh, if anyone identifies as a caregiver, come and let me know. We need people to host life groups uh, or helping at a church event. If you're just someone that just you really enjoy helping at church, it makes you feel connected to God, caregiver could be you. You can also identify caregivers very easily, often by their occupation. Right? If you're a nurse, if you're uh, you know, working with elderly people, if you're in any kind of role where you're primarily caring for people, it could be that that's something that you relate to God in, or it could not be, because Amanda's laughing. <laughs> um, 
Number seven, enthusiast. Right, enthusiasts are people that they love worship. So worship, uh, a celebration of words that appeal to you. You feel closest to God when you're inspired. Um, so what you want to do is do some research on worship and, and worshiping in spirit and in truth particularly. Go on a journey to discover why we were created to celebrate. But, I mean, if you're an enthusiast, you're into worship, you're loud, your arms are raised, you're hollering, you're, woo, you're clapping, you're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, worship is a great way that you connect to God. Uh, number eight is contemplative. Contemplatives worship God best through adoration, and you feel closest to God when you're reflecting on his character and what he's done. So you spend a lot of time thinking just about who God is and how awesome God is. You, you know, contemplative is exactly what it sounds like. You just spend a lot of time contemplating stuff, mulling stuff over. Uh, and so a great thing for you to start doing, if you relate to this one, is to start journaling. Journaling is an incredibly powerful way to unpack your relationship with God to a deeper level. It's go get a cool journal with a funky cover and just start pouring your thoughts out. Don't anybody read it? It's my journal. No one's allowed to read that. Um, and what you'll find as you write is that thoughts start to pop into your head and often you can go back and read it and be like, oh man, I forgot that God said that. Uh, practice biblical meditation. Meditation, I was talking with someone about this yesterday, is a word that's been hijacked by the New Age movement, but it's a biblical concept. Right? The difference between the New Age movement and the church is when the New Age movement meditate, they try and empty their mind of everything. When Christians meditate, they try and fill it with God. Okay, So meditating on God, meditating on Jesus, meditating on Scripture, it's incredibly powerful. And that's the reason that New Age people do it, because even doing it wrong has a lot of benefits to their life. Imagine how powerful it is when you do it right. Uh, and then the last one is intellectuals. All right, So intellectuals, you experience God best with your mind. You feel closest to God when you're studying, when you're learning new things about God. And so what you want to do is resource yourself to be able to study the Bible deeply. By that I mean recognize that if this is a way that you connect with God, it's worth spending some money to get some study guides, to get some books, to go deeper, you know, get words that help you, uh, or books that help you understand the Greek meanings, all that kind of stuff. Find people that love to discuss God, religion, theology, the Bible, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so those are the nine sort of spiritual uh, aptitudes, I guess you would say, or temperaments, as Gary Thomas calls them. And so what I want you to do now is just in your groups for the next five minutes, I want you to identify which of those nine pathways do you think resonates with you the most, understanding that all of us will have at least two or three that we kind of pivot towards. So if you can't narrow it down to one, at least try and knock four or five off your wheelhouse and, um, and you know, Narrow it down to three or four if you can. And then the next question is, what is something that you can start doing this week that aligns with that pathway? So maybe, for example, like I say, if you are a, a contemplative, you go, that actually really resonated with me. So this week I'm going to get a journal, I'm going to start journaling and see how that works, okay? Mike, if you just whack on a little bit of funky music, that'd be cool. Five minutes, guys, just in your groups. What light bulbs went off? What did you identify with? Sometimes it's easiest to uh, discount the ones that you did not identify with. So even start with that. Right? Go for it. All right. If you haven't already, I want you to pivot to just trying to come up with one thing. One thing that you're going to do this week that might be a little bit different to how you would normally connect with God. Right? It's, all, it's all fun to be like, oh, I'm a sensate or oh, I'm an intellectual. But if you go home this morning and you've got nothing new planned to do any differently, there's not really a lot of point to it. So I want you to come up with one thing based on the new understanding that you've got. 
of how you're going to connect with God a little bit differently or uniquely this week. All right. All right, just very quickly, guys, what we're going to do, just put a pin in it just for a moment. You can carry on talking afterwards if you like, but what we're going to do very quickly, because it is like 20 to 12, is we're going to actually end the service just a minute. But what I want to do, because these group have all got something, just pass the microphone around this group. And I just want to hear that what the, you know, one of the things that you identify with, one of the uh, temperaments that you identified with, and then the one thing that you're going to do differently this week. All right, so starting with Dan. Uh, I've just picked um, traditionalists as my one thing to look at and probably even something like communion, um, making that a more regular thing um, in my life. Um, So I connect well with God through creation, but every time I want to go out for a walk, I feel like it should be an opportunity to spend time with other people and I need to be doing that by myself rather than going, let's go for a walk, Dan, or booking it in with a friend and trying to hit two birds with one stone. So yeah. Doing things outside, but by myself. Um, I picked activist, and it's something that's been getting me rather fired up lately, so try and find an actual productive outlet for it that's going to make a difference, because talking to people that are also passionate is great, but it doesn't do anything if you talk to people that agree with you. So start disagreeing with people. <laughs> Lovely. Sweet. So uh, I think I'm quite contemplative, and I like to reflect and stuff like that, but recently, just with how busy things are, I've kind of fallen off the rails and not done that as much as I would have liked, so just trying to get back into my routine and get back to doing that first thing in the morning. Yeah, sweet. Um, I'm also quite contemplative, so I'll make time for some more journaling throughout the week, at least once a week. Yep. Very good, thank you. Awesome. On the journaling front, I've spoken to a few different people that are going to try. Who's, who's never done journaling before? Hands up if you've never done journaling. It's a lot of people, right? So journaling, it's, it is exactly what it sounds like. You just get into your own space, find some time with God, and you just write down, you know, what you're thinking. And, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit dear diary at the start. Um, but then often you invite God to respond. And, you know, Bible verses pop into your head and thoughts pop into your head. And it's amazing when you go back and read it how often you can be like, man, it's almost like a two-way conversation happening with God that's just come out of me. So um, that's awesome. One last question before we wrap up. Uh, I've actually got online um, a spiritual temperaments assessment that you can do. Just six questions on each of the temperaments and they ask you to, or six statements you know, like, I love being outdoors, and you rate it on a scale from one to five, it'll probably take about 15 minutes to do it, which is, or maybe longer, but how many people would be interested in actually getting a copy of the temperament assessment, so you can actually go through and work out where you are, so what we'll do is, um, I've just worked out this week that I can add files to our podcast, so if you go to our website, middle of the week onwards, you'll be able to get a copy of today's message, and then if you click on the download button, It'll drop down and I'll, I'll, down, I'll upload the self-assessment tool so you can download that and then fill it out and work out where you're at. Is that cool? Beautiful. That's the end of service. Thank you so much for coming. Feel free to stay in your groups and keep yakking. Um, kids workers, I know that you guys have got a lunch around the back to sort out kids' stuff. Otherwise, everybody have a great week.